0: Section 22 of Gray's Anatomy, Part 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 4 by Henry Gray. Composition and Connections of Cranial Nerves, Part 4. The Olfactory Nerves first cranial, or nerves of smell, arise from spindle-shaped bipolar cells in the surface epithelium of the olfactory region of the nasal cavity. The non-medulated axons pass upward in groups through numerous foramina in the cribriform plate to the olfactory bulb. Here several fibres, each ending in a tuft of terminal filaments, come into relation with the brush-like ends of a single dendrite from a mitral cell. This interlacing gives rise to the olfactory glomeruli of the bulb. The termination of several or many olfactory fibres in a single glomerulus, where they form synapses with the dendrites of one or two mitral cells, provides for the summation of stimuli in the mitral cells, and accounts in part, at least, for the detection by the olfactory organs of very dilute solutions. Lateral arborizations of the dendrites of the mitral cells, and the connection of neighboring glomeruli by the axons of small cells of the glomeruli, and the return of impulses of the mitral cells by collaterals, either directly or through the interpolation of granule cells to the dendrites of the mitral cells, reinforce the discharge of the mitral cells along their axons. The axons turn abruptly backward in the deep-fibre layer of the bulb to form the olfactory tract. The olfactory tract is continued into the olfactory trigone, just in front of the anterior perforated substance. The axons of the mitral cells, on reaching the olfactory trigone, separate into three bundles the lateral olfactory stria, the medial olfactory stria, and the less marked intermedial olfactory stria. The lateral olfactory stria curve lateralward. A few of the fibers end in the olfactory trigone and the anterolateral portion of the anterior perforated substance. Most of the fibers, however, pass into the uncus, the anterior end of the hippocampal gyrus, and there end in the complicated cortex of the hippocampal gyri. The lateral striae more or less disappear as they cross the anterolateral region of the anterior perforated substance. The greater mass of the fibers of the olfactory tract pass into the lateral stria. Numerous collaterals are given into the plexiform layer of the subfrontal cortex, over which the striae pass on their way to the uncus, where they intermingle with the apical dendrons of the medium-sized and small pyramidal cells of the pyramidal layer of this subfrontal or frontal olfactory cortex. The axons give rise to projection fibres which take an anterior posterior direction to the subthalamic region, sending collaterals and terminal branches to the stria medullaris and others toward the thalamus. Some of the fibres extend farther back and are believed to reach the pons and the medulla oblongata. Most of the fibres of the lateral olfactory stria pass to the hippocampal region of the cortex, especially to the gyrus hippocampi, which may be regarded as the main ending place of the secondary olfactory path derived from axons of the mitral cells. The fibres of the medial olfactory striae terminate for the most part in the parolfactory area, brocus area. A few end in the subcolossal gyrus, and a few in the anterior perforated substance, and the adjoining part of the septum pellucidum. Some of the fibres pass into the anterior commissure, pars olfactoria, to the olfactory tract of the opposite side, where they end partly within the granular layer and partly in the neighbourhood of the glomeruli of the olfactory bulb, thus connecting the bulbs of the two sides. The intermediate olfactory striae are as a rule scarcely visible. The fibres terminate in the anterior perforated substance. A few are said to continue to the uncus. The trigonum olfactorium, anterior perforated substance and the adjoining part of the septum pellucidum are important primary olfactory centres, especially for olfactory reflexes. In these centres terminate many axons from the mitral cells of the olfactory bulb. In addition, the grey substance of the olfactory tract and the gyrus subcallosus receive terminals of the mitral cells. The pathways from these centres to lower centres in the brainstem and spinal cord are only partly known. The most direct path, the Tractus olfactor mesencephalicus, basal olfactory bundle of Wallenberg, is supposed to arise from cells in the grey substance of the olfactory tract, the olfactory trigone, the anterior perforated substance, and the adjoining part of the septum pellucidum. The fibres are said to pass direct to the tuba cinereum, to the corpus mammillare, to the brain stem and the spinal cord. The fibres which enter the mammillary body probably come into relation with cells whose axons give rise to the vesiculus mammillotegmentalis, mammillotegmental bundle of Gooden, which is supposed to end in the grey substance of the tegmentum and of the aqueduct. Some of its fibres are said to join the posterior longitudinal bundle, and others to extend as far as the reticular formation of the pons. Some of the fibres of the medial olfactory stria come into relation with cells in the parolfactory area of Broca, and in the anterior perforated substance, whose axons course in the medullary strea of the thalamus. As the axons pass through the lower part of the septum pellucidum, they are joined by other fibres whose cells receive impulses from the mitral cells. These fibres of the medullary stria end for the most part in the herbenular nucleus of the same side. Some, however, cross in the herbenular commissure dorsal part of the posterior commissure to the herbenular nucleus of the opposite side a few fibres of the medullary stria are said to pass by the herbenular nucleus to the roof of the midbrain especially the superior colliculus while a few others come into relation with the posterior longitudinal bundle and association tracts of the mesencephalon The ganglion of the herbenuli, located in the trigonum herbenuli, just in front of the superior colliculus, contain a mesial nucleus with small cells and a lateral nucleus with larger cells. The axons of these cells are grouped together in a bundle, vesiculus retroflexus of Maynard, which passes ventrally medial to the red nucleus and terminates in a small medial ganglion in the substantia perforata posterior, immediately in front of the pons, called the interpeduncular ganglion. The interpeduncular ganglion has rather large nerve cells whose axons curve backward and downward as the tegmental bundle of gooden, to end partly in the dorsal tegmental nucleus and surrounding grey substance where they come into relation with association neurons and the dorsal longitudinal bundle of schutz. The majority of the axons that arise from the mitral cells of the olfactory bulb, and course in the olfactory tract, course in the lateral olfactory stria to the uncus and hippocampal gyrus, and terminate in the cortex. Other fibres probably pass to the uncus and hippocampal gyrus from the primary olfactory centres in the trigonum and anterior perforated substance. The gyrus hippocampus is continued through the isthmus to the gyrus cinguli, which passes over the corpus callosum to the area parolfactoria. The cortical portions of these gyri are connected together by a thick association bundle, the cingulum that lies buried in the depth of the gyrus cinguli, extending forward to the pearl factory area and backward into the hippocampal region. The axons from the gyrus cinguli pass into the cingulum, many of them bifurcate. The anterior branches together with the axons which run in that direction are traceable as far forward as the anterior part of the septum pellucidum and the anterior end of the corpus striatum, where some of them are incorporated with projection fibres passing toward the internal capsule. The branches and axons which pass backward terminate partly in the hippocampus, the dentate gyrus and the hippocampal gyrus. Shorter association fibres connect various sections of the gyrus fornicatus, cingulate gyrus, isthmus and hippocampal gyrus, and these with other regions of the cortex. These gyri constitute the cortical centre for smell. The dentate gyrus, which may be considered as a modified part of the hippocampus, is partially separated from the gyrus hippocampus by the hippocampal fissure and from the fimbria by the fimbrio-dentate sulcus. It is intimately connected with the hippocampal gyrus and the hippocampus. When followed backward, the dentate gyrus separates from the fimbria at the splenium, loses its incisions and knobs and as the fasciolis cinerea passes over the splenium onto the dorsal surface of the corpus callosum and spreads out into a thin layer of grey substance known as the indusium, in- which can be traced forward around the genu of the corpus callosum into the gyrus sub The white matter of the indusium, known as the medial longitudinal striae, nerves of lancisi, and the lateral longitudinal striae are related to the indusium somewhat as the cingulum is to the gyrus cinguli. Axons from the inducium pass into the longitudinal striae, some running forward and others running backward, while some, after entering the medial longitudinal stria, pierce the corpus callosum to join the phonix. Some of the fibres which pass forward extend around the front of the corpus callosum and the anterior commissure, then curve downward, according to Cajal, enter the corpus striatum where they join the olfactory projection path. Other fibres are said to arise in the power factory area, the gyrus subcallosus, and the anterior perforated substance, diagonal band of Broca, and course backward in the longitudinal striae to the dentate gyrus and the hippocampal region. The indusium is usually considered as a rudimentary part of the rhinencephalon. The olfactory projection fibres which arise from the pyramidal cells of the uncus and hippocampus, and from the polymorphic cells of the dentate gyrus, form a dense stratum on the ventricular surface, especially on the hippocampus, called the alveus. These fibres pass over into the fimbria, and are continued into the fornix. About one-fourth of all the fibres of the fimbria are large projection fibres. The other three-fourths consist of fine commissural fibres which pass from the hippocampus of one side through the fimbria and hippocampal commissure, ventral psalterium, or lyra, to the fimbria and hippocampus of the opposite side, where they penetrate the pyramidal layer and terminate in the stratum radiatum. The fibres which course in the fornix pass forward and downward into the corpus mammillare, where numerous collaterals are given off and a few terminate. Most of the fibres in the fornix, however, pass through the corpora, cross the middle line, and turn downward in the reticular formation in which they are said to be traceable as far as the pons and possibly farther. As the fornix passes beneath the corpus callosum, it receives fibres from the longitudinal striae of the inducium and from the cingulum. These are the perforating fibres of the fornix which pass through the corpus callosum and course in the fornix toward the mammillary body. As the fornix passes the anterior end of the thalamus, a few fibres are given off to the stria medullaris of the thalamus, and turn back in the stria to the habenular ganglion of the same and the opposite side, having probably the same relation that the reflex fibres have, which arise from the primary centres and course in the stria medullaris of the thalamus. Aside from the fibres of the fornix, which pass through the mammillary body to decussate and descend, as the mammilla masoncephalic fasciculus, Many fibers are said to pass into the bundle of Vix zazea, and one bundle of fibers is said to pass from the fornix to the tubus cinereum. The, the mammillary bodies receive collaterals and terminals, then, from the cortical centers via the fornix, and probably other collaterals and terminals are received directly from the primary centers through the tractus olfactor mesencephalicus. According to Cajal, Fibres also reach the mammillary body through the peduncle of the corpus mammillare, from the arcuate fibres of the tegmentum and from the main fillet. The fornix probably brings the cortical centres into relation with the reflex path that runs from the primary centres to the mammillary body and the tubus The bundle of Vic Mammillothalamic fasciculus, arises from cells in both the medial and lateral nuclei of the mammillary body and by fibres that are directly continued from the fornix. There axons divide within the gray matter. The coarser branches pass into the anterior nucleus of the thalamus as the bundle of Victazeer. The finer branches pass downward as the mamilo-tegmental bundle of Gooden. The bundle of Victazeer spreads out fan like as it terminates in the anterior or dorsal nucleus of the thalamus. A few of the fibers pass through the dorsal nucleus to the angular nucleus of the thalamus. The axons from these nuclei are supposed to form part of the thalamocortical system. The marmillotegmental bundle has already been considered under the olfactory reflex paths. The amygdaloid nucleus and the taenia semicircularis, stria terminalis, probably belong to the central olfactory apparatus. The taenia semicircularis extends from the region of the anterior perforated substance to the nucleus amygdalae. Its anterior connections are not clearly understood. Fibres are said to arise from cells in the anterior perforated substance. Some of the fibres pass in front of the anterior commissure. Others join the fornix for a short distance as they pass behind the anterior commissure. The two strands ultimately join to form the tania and pass backward in the groove between the chordate nucleus and the thalamus to the amygdaloid nucleus. Other fibres are said to pass in the opposite direction from the amygdaloid nucleus to the thalamus. End of part 22